On the January 3rd episode of The Bench Boys, we wish everyone a happy new year. We talk about the three stars of December in the NHL, as well as Pedersen's 40 points in 40 games. Pretty impressive. We go through the NHL All-Star game and uh, how Ovi backs out and how some other players should probably be there, but they're not. But it's about the experience now, right? As well as the NHL Heritage Classic got announced with the Calgary Flames and Winnipeg Jets in Regina, which will be an awesome experience. Again, experience. As well as the Winter Classic with Dallas in 2020 got announced uh, just days after the whole Ben and Sagan kind of comments. Um, Interesting. We're going to talk about that as well. We'll go through some of the standings and how the Lightning could get 131 points at the end of the season. And that would be Detroit, I think, points of 120, what was it, 8 or 6, I think. I can't remember the year, but unbelievable. As well as we'll go through the games of the weekend, just like we always do. Some key matchups now getting to halfway through the season. And stupidly, as my paper was over um, our schedule to go through tonight, um, we'll talk about World Juniors at the end of the podcast instead of the start. Um, that's totally my bad, but stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. So why not plug in and listen to us, rant about our favorite scenes. We could sit here and talk all day. Welcome everybody, Happy New Year, hopefully you had a good New Year, it's 2019 and we got some hockey to talk about. Um, today we got Tyrell with me, unfortunately, and I'm Brett, your host. Um, Jared actually called in, he's uh, on the IR today, and Tyler's actually at a refing clinic. And you know, without refs, we can't have fun hockey, unfortunately, so he's got to do it. So what we're going to do uh, today is just have some fun and go through some things, and uh, hopefully we have a long episode absolutely looking forward to it yeah so anyway uh, what about those three stars of uh december or as they call it january i guess is what they said yeah which is not, weird not sure why they uh, recorded that way but either way i mean those were uh not just because of the names on the three stars but the months and the points that these three stars put up we have kucherov the first star of the month put up 30 points nine goals 21 assists 30 points he's the first player since yager in 2001 to put up 30 points in a calendar month wow that's crazy that, very impressive absolutely impressive not only that he's put up 47 points in the last 22 games that's over two points per game in the last 22 games wow that's good absolutely and incredible who run. wouldn't want that Right, <laughs> and uh, he's one of uh, just a few having a great season on Tampa over there. And then we have Johnny Goudreau, 11 goals, 15 assists, 26 points in the month, and uh, followed up by uh, the usual Connor McDavid, eight goals, 16 points, 24 uh, or 16 assists, 24 points. How sweet is it to have like these two guys, like Connor McDavid and and uh, Johnny Goudreau from the West, just representing. Absolutely. So that's nice coming out of Alberta, right? Representing yeah. the Pacific Division. Showing Johnny some love finally because no one's really talked about him and he's been doing a really good, having a good year, I think. So. Absolutely. He's having a fantastic year. I think, I mean, people in Calgary and ourselves, obviously, being uh, from Calgary, being Calgary fans ourselves, have known that Johnny's got unbelievable talent. But finally, around the rest of the league, I think you're starting to notice. I mean, even uh, tonight, whether it's tonight against Boston, I mean, I know they lost, but he put up an absolutely another dominant performance. Absolutely, yeah. Two four-point games in a row uh, previous to this. Uh, the guy's just on an absolute tear right now. Yeah, well, it seems like Bill knows how to get him, like, push his buttons, so he does a good job at it. Absolutely, because he's got to play in defense this year, too, which is the thing that's starting to be finally talked about is he's not just putting up the offense, but that he's actually playing some defense as well, which is really incredible. Yeah, and for Johnny being player, like, of the month, Johnny's only got 30 goals ever, like, is one of his highest, right? So he's got 22 right now in 41 games. Yeah. 
as well as he's the highest assists ever, 60. And he's got 37 right now. Yeah. So he's still got half a season to go. So it's going to be, this could be Johnny's best year. And it looks good with the Flames leading the way in the West and going into playoffs. Absolutely, right? And he's leading the charge. He is their engine right now. He's on pace for 118 points this year. Yeah, that 44 doesn't goals. Me, right? Like he's Yeah, he just recently tied the record with Bob McMillan, 59 points in, in the first 41 games. It's a Flames record. Yeah. Flames Atlanta record. Well, let's, <laughs> let's take Lindholm out of there. What happens then? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Does Neil produce then? But, I mean, not to this pace by any means, Absolutely. and especially not with the defensive prowess that uh, Lindholm's brought in. I mean, I think, obviously, people knew back a few years ago when Lindholm was picked that he had some talent. He was picked fifth overall, I mean, ahead of Monaghan, even uh, the pick before Monaghan. Yeah. Monaghan's been fantastic. But being down in Carolina, players get lost down in those types of markets for whatever reason, especially for the guys that you know, we kind of follow up in these Canadian markets. I don't think you get – you just don't get to see the games as often – the time zones it just doesn't work out as well and yeah i don't think we really saw this and bill peters he actually talked about this recently um i think he was talking to elliot friedman or someone but he talked about why lindholm maybe didn't put up as many points in carolina that he is now and a big part was the assignments that bill peters gave him in carolina he asked him to be that defensive forward take on those defensive assignments and not that he's hasn't asked him to do that here but the pressure isn't on him to do all of that defensive work. Right and now, he's able to kind of relax a bit. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And yep. it's showing. Look, look at he looks comfortable. He's having fun. Oh, and his smile after so, every goal is—it's uh, infectious, right? Well, he's got that big giant smile. He comes around the corner, the camera comes on him. Yeah, and it's got to be something that Gatorade too. So, <laughs> yeah, the Not juice, sure. the purple juice. Purple those juice, three man, so. uh, guys are having right now is uh, incredible. Uh, I mean, McDavid. What a f- phenom. I mean, the guy continues to put up points. Is As frustrating as it is sometimes being a Flames fan, uh, the guy's incredible. I mean, the Oilers team, they don't. he doesn't have much around him. I mean, there's nothing at all. And the Oilers exactly. themselves are struggling right now, but he's still putting up points. 12 points in the it's, last five games. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's un- He's crazy. Like, he's his own talk hockey team some nights. Like, some nights right? he comes out there and it's like, it's only McDavid playing and somehow they won. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have Kucherov, you know, who's gone out, put up 65 points. Yeah. With Stamkos, Braden Point, Johnson, JT Miller, all these other guys. If you took out Kucherov, right, from Tampa and put in Connor McDavid, how many points does Connor McDavid have right now? More than the 61 that he has. And he's put up 61 points. He's only four points behind. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, and not that that's all why Kucherov's there. I mean, Kucherov is a incredible player as well i mean nobody puts up 30 points in uh, a month without being an amazing player but right. the depth on these teams is substantially different yes and you know which is some people this question some people finally start talking do you think down the road mcdavid you know i mean even though he's one of these all-stars does he you know stick loyal like a crosby or does he want out if there's a you know trend of losing over and over again i don't know and like the, i watched the uh san jose game the other night where they got beat i think 7-3 and it was 7-2 up until about three minutes left and just this random uh, mcdavid wins the face off back and i don't know who actually shot it but he shoots it and mcdavid just kind of pops it over his glove and he yeah. score no excitement for mcdavid the teammates actually go to celebrate and mcdavid skates around the net straight to the bench yeah he's not happy but he he's not happy he doesn't care he's like oh boys now it's 7-3 right like do you think i'm excited about one goal yeah so like he wants to win. He wants to win, but at the like same that's time, he, he never gives up, right? Even something like no. that. With the three minutes left in the game, he gets another goal. Yeah. He's not celebrating because I did all that work. I won that face off. You kind of just shot a shitty shot, and I fucking <laughs> tipped it in. Found a way to get it in. So, Absolutely, right? That's got to be frustrating for a guy like that. He might be the one player that shakes up, shakes everybody where he does leave. Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, well, and then after, after he does leave, everyone's going to be like, well, no one will ever leave. Like, well, McDavid left, and they're like, "That's true, <laughs> right? That's true." Especially McDavid now that Tavares leave. left, when Tavares just left. Well, look at and look at the success, right? Right? Yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. And it's success. In I mean, I don't want to get too far off track of what we're talking about, but just real quickly, success for the Islanders as well. 
being in a uh, fighting for a playoff position uh, now without Tavares. Yeah. With Tavares. I don't expect that. But uh, yeah, Tavares, he's having an absolute uh, amazing season in Toronto right now. A great choice by him, clearly, to go to Toronto and uh, just uh, picked as an all star. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then uh, as well, like Pedersen was probably fourth yeah. on this list of players of the month, though. Yeah, Pedersen, yeah, rookie of the month. Like rookie of the month, 40, I believe, 40 points in 40 games. Yeah, so far this year. It is incredible. He's one of six active pl- uh, players to get 40 points in their uh, first 40 games as a rookie. Yeah, and we're talking about McDavid on Edmonton, and he's still, like, lighting it up. Pedersen on Vancouver, and he's still lighting it up. <laughs> right? I mean, he's got, uh, you know, some wing options there, but, I mean, it is incredible. His vision, his ability to see... Compete, everything. Oh, it... it is far better than I knew. I mean, I didn't know a lot about this kid, obviously coming from where he was, was where he was drafted, the, the size of the kid. Um, you didn't really know what to expect. A lot like everyone with Goudreau. No one really knew what to expect with uh, Goudreau when he came in, but uh, he's tearing out with Pedersen, same thing. He is absolutely lighting it up. And when he fills out and gets, you know, a bit more of a man body and he's not just 165 pounds soaking wet, it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Him... Besser, Horvat. I mean, they got some uh, yeah. some good young guys on that team that they're really starting to build some depth there too. I mean, they're going to eventually, uh, in a year or two, if they continue on this path, uh, really start causing some smoke in the West here because, I mean, they're, the fact that they're doing it this year is pretty incredible. Travis Green has really got that team buying into what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, Pedersen, I don't know, some people have been talking. I mean, do you, do you include a guy like that for MVP? At the end of the year, at Pedersen, yeah, can, a rookie. I don't know. Can he can get rookie? <laughs> yeah, he can get rookie, and he technically could win MVP. I mean, now you know, do you do you put him in that category? And I mean, I don't. But there's yet, better players still, though. That's just right. It. Like, as as good as he's been, there's still so many. But if he gets the Canucks into the playoffs, if it's because nobody of him, expected yeah, the Canucks to make the playoffs at all, and the fact that he has them fighting in position is is kind of mind-boggling now yeah. they've obviously played more games than a lot of other teams and so it'll be interesting to see when that kind of evens out but right now that kid's on an absolute uh, tear and Absolutely. that's why he was also invited to uh, the all-star game exactly yeah he's he deserves probably to be at the all-star game absolutely there's some players that definitely deserve to be here that aren't here and we're gonna get to that yes and there's some players here yeah that definitely maybe don't and the league's got uh their fun rule of every team needs to uh have a, a roster selection yeah is i don't know i mean rule? shouldn't shouldn't it be this is the all-star game this is the all-time or all these are the best right now yeah these the are the best stars right i mean these are yeah. all the stars or at least the you know the top you know, however many that are chosen, it's, I mean, this could be debated because there's, there's so many different ways you can look at it. You can say, well, it's not about the TV audience. It's about the, uh, you know, actual people at the, the game honor. when the people are there. But I mean, the people, the, the fans that are actually at the experience, yeah. that's what it's about. So it doesn't matter if, you know, the one player is there from every team and in these low market teams that don't have an, you know, an actual all-star, they need that representation. But Overall, I mean, I'm with you. It's the All-Stars. I want to see the best players be there to see them. And more so for the actual skills competition than even the game, in my opinion. I mean, the game, it's... Well, it's it's a bunch of fluff crap, is it? For being honest, uh, for it the is most now, part, yeah. but uh, it didn't used to be that way. Exactly, all it never the time. used to be that way. You know, but it's kind of become that way. And I understand with players and injuries and things like that. But this is a chance to represent your sport, and ultimately, it's become like something to do for fun now, and for players to be able to take a break and a rest in a way. Yeah. Where before it was, these are the best. This is something like it's an honor to be invited to this. Well, and, and represent your team basically, and then the game was, this is the West, you're the East, we're gonna show you that we're better. We're coming to get the cup, right? Yeah, now absolutely. It's who can get a crazy little pass, or who can do this, or yeah. Well, and it used to mean something, and and that's the problem with now them uh, selecting one player from each team, is 
because you don't have the actual all-stars there, this no longer means. But it used to mean something to get an all-star selection. I mean, that's what people would have on their hockey cards or, you know, at the end of their career. It's, you know, he's got this many goals, this many assists, this many points. And, you know, he's a first or five-time first all-star, you know, uh, this and that. I mean, that mattered. Nowadays, it doesn't matter as much because, yeah, it's like, I mean, you have guys that are having absolutely unreal seasons. Marner, Riley uh, for Toronto that are left off. Landeskog in Colorado that's left point off. Point for you Tampa got, Bay. Yeah, <laughs> point for Tampa Bay. Monaghan, uh, you know, Kachuk, Lindholm, Gio Giordano. for uh, Calgary. I mean, the list is endless of guys that probably should be there that aren't going to be chosen. And, and the format is a little bit tough with that, too. I mean, John Shannon was talking about, I mean, take less defensemen and more forwards. It's a three-on-three format anyways. Defense is, now, is out the yeah. window, so who really cares? But um, I guess one thing that I'd like to see, uh, you know, Elliot Friedman talks about it a lot. He's really been preaching is bring guys that are specific for, at least for the skills competition, specific to those skills. So bring the Webers, bring the Charas, even though they're not the all-stars this year on their team, bring them in for the hardest shot because you know that they have the hardest shot. For the fastest skater, bring in, uh, you know, obviously you have McDavid, but who else are the fastest skaters, right? Like uh, Andreas Athanasio from uh, Detroit, one of the fastest skaters from, by all accounts from a lot of the other players out there. Not an all-star, but one of the fastest skaters. So you want to see like who and how fast you can get around the rink. Let's put these guys together. Yeah. That'd be interesting. This uh, fan vote in the final player from uh, for each team will be interesting to see. Uh, they're obviously, you know, the NHL is no longer uh, going to let the fans just vote in whoever they want, so they've got their key yeah, selection. Yeah, that obviously didn't work. <laughs> no, not in their opinion anyways. But, uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just their NHL's little gimmicks that they're going to play to kind of absolutely try and hype it up and see if the guys get worked up about it. But, um, no, there's definitely some uh, notable names. There's going to be some fans that are... Well, well in the Pacific under goalies, you got Gibson and Fleury. So, not surprising, right? Yeah. No, I think those ones were pretty straightforward. Gibson, well, both Gibson and Fleury are having unbelievable years. Uh, Fleury started off a little weak, but, you know, he's he has the experience. He knows, oh, i got to be good. At 20 games into the year, all the way through 80, and then we'll make playoffs, right? So yeah. who gives a fuck about the first one? He's been steady. <laughs> Absolutely. And Gibson, he's the reason that uh, Anaheim's anywhere, even where they're at. Exactly. I mean, they've been decimated, but he's absolutely. been absolutely unreal. And then for defensemen, you got Burns, Giordano, and Carlson. Carlson, yeah. you know, does he deserve to be there? This is the hometown uh, team. Uh, hosting team getting uh, extra selections, right? San yeah. Jose's hosting, so that's why Pavelski and Carlson's there. That's... Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be getting the extra selections. Carlson, I mean, he's actually been pouring it on of late, so I mean, I'll be curious to, by the time the All-Star game happens, you know, to see where he's actually at points-wise. And San Jose's really been tearing it on as of late, but I don't know if I would have had him on uh, a roster selection this year. Burns for sure. Doughty. I mean, you got to take someone from LA, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might as well take him, but it uh, because of, you know of that, and again because of the format, that's why guys like Gio get left off. Exactly. So, and then for forwards, you like Connor McDavid, Goudreau. Obvious, yeah. Clayton Keller. I mean, same thing, right? Here's another example of you know a team needing to have a representative, and Clayton Keller being nowhere near an All Star this year. <laughs> Not even close. So it'll be curious to see. Uh, see, I mean, I guess obviously they're still great players and they're going to perform. But yeah, that'll be interesting. And then over in the Metropolitan, I mean, this one actually, the one thing that came out of Ovi just coming out and saying that uh, he's not going. He's going to take his one-game suspension, take his holiday, and uh, rest up for the second half. Which did he not do that last year as well? I believe, uh, I don't think he did, but I believe like guys over the last few years have definitely taken uh, this trend at different times whether they've actually had injuries they're maybe minor and they're using it as a chance to you know kind of heal it up or yeah just kind of rest up i mean it's i get why guys are wanting to do it especially yeah, later in their careers they're you know they're not young Ovi, he's accomplished everything same thing he knows that this all-star selection is a bit of a gimmick yeah, it's true, and it, this one kind of does mean a little bit more taking a rest for because they are in a good position to make 
another run at the right? cup. A repeat, absolutely. Surprisingly and now. so He's played a lot of games. It's uh, halfway through the season. Give him a good break. He's on fire with goals. Like The guy just can't stop scoring. Just got 30 goals again. Like He just can't stop. Absolutely unreal. I mean, a little uh, mini six-game drought and then uh, back in and yeah. gets it done. Yeah, 30 goals. I mean, on track for 60 goals again this year. The guy's incredible. I mean, I don't believe he's going to uh, get Gretzky's record. I don't know if he wants to play that long in order to be able to do it, but he's still going to go down, as, I, I think, as the greatest goal scorer. Based on era, for I someone don't think to score for 500 of those goals from the same spot, <laughs> you right? are magical. Yeah. To have... how can a goal like a goalie should just stand there? Yeah, and let half the net be open just, just to stop his. Shot. How many players? How many coaches? How many goalies? You know, have been told to watch. I know from that. Well, you got to think about that. And just boom and. Boom. How and many goalies boom. probably practice in practice? Are like, hey, take a uh, ten slap shots from right there. Right. We're gonna play the Capitals tomorrow. I just, I just want to be ready for it. Yeah. And in practice, they go ten for ten. They're probably like, yeah. And then they go into the game, and it's like, hundred and three miles per hour, or whatever. And they're just like, where did that go? <laughs> oh, it's in the net. Yeah. Shit. And that's just, like even this year, he's still got the heat. He just, uh, he's recorded a hundred one mile an hour uh, shot again this year. Uh, it's he same spot every. Yep. It's just not slowing down at all. It's that probably guy. Five hundred goals, eh? Yeah, I mean it's incredible. I mean I don't know if all five hundred, but a lot of his goals. No, okay, it's not five hundred. Obviously, that's true because he. But over half of his it's goals gotta be have got to be in that top of it's that left circle, right there, boom, sitting there, and just boom and one timer, one timer, one timer. If you want a picture of Ovechkin <coughs> playing hockey, it's got to be with him about to shoot a puck from right there. Yeah. Signed. That's the picture. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's the classic Ovi, right? Yeah, everyone just loves Ovi after last year too. It's like we could talk about Ovi forever. Oh, I mean the party after the <laughs> cup. I mean he really for anyone. I mean I think he was already starting to win over a lot of people, but anyone that was on the fence, he really made some fans last yeah, year. Yeah, swung them over for sure, absolutely. Anyway, and then there's Crosby out there. There's Hall. There's Giroux, of course, maybe, and then uh, Sebastian Aho. So you know, there's you never know. Yeah, you know the Matt. I mean. The Metropolitan, surprisingly, I mean, especially after last year and the well, last couple of years, it had been so dominant that uh, I'm surprised that it's it's kind of gotten a little weaker this year. I mean, Pittsburgh's obviously turned it around. And uh, Crosby, yeah, I mean, Crosby, I think, is the right choice. Malkin's kind of dipped off a little bit recently. Latang's yep. really had a good year. But, again, you can only pick so many defensemen Absolutely. in this thing. So I don't really have a problem with that at all. Um, Ajo. I mean, again, you got to have a selection. And is actually having a pretty good year. I'd probably put him in that Clayton Keller category, though. If we're being honest, he's probably not an all-star this year. There's just too many guys with yeah. putting up a ton of points. Atkinson, I mean, he's actually, I'd say, a pretty good player. Uh, same with Barcel. I mean, he's shown that last year was no fluke, right? He started off a little rough. I mean, uh Trotz was kind of talking about how he was kind of taking a little bit too much responsibility after Tavares left and, you know, trying to really fill his shoes in, in the wrong way. But um, since early on, he's kind of settled in and really started to pour it on here lately. Hall, uh, I mean, obviously a proper selection just whether or not uh, he'll be healthy when the time comes. That too, yeah. He's, uh, after his last season, he's not quite as good as last season, but he's still doing pretty well. But... They're just so bad. The Devils are just so bad. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone kind of expected this. Last year, they played above their heads. I mean, Hall was out of his mind. I mean, that's why he won MVP. Is I mean, they played above their heads last year. They should didn't have the team. And this year, all they did is get rid of some guys in free agency and didn't really bring anyone in. So it was kind of expected. But I think I think also Shero's got a plan there. And Ray Shero, the GM, he's got a plan for what he wants to do with them. And um, he wasn't going to deviate from that. He he knew that last year was a bit of an anomaly. Let's keep building. Let's keep going and, and see what happens. Absolutely. But yeah, Giroux, um, I mean, he's having another good year, just, you know, for the most part, despite uh, the fact that Philly is absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carl, Carl, oh, sorry. They've go got Hart now too, so you never know. Hart's uh, exciting. He's young. Yeah, but right and with the coaching change and stuff, it'll be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of change there. I mean, 
GM, assistant There's GM, coach, changes. assistant coach. Take a little while before we see any something or something actually consecutive or conse- consistently, uh, consistently out of there. Come from that. Because it'll mean, be up and down. good players, and... so I don't know. I'd be interesting to see if they turn it around. See if we can get a guy like Goss's beer, you know, kind of firing on all cylinders again. He's had a real down year over on that team for whatever reason. The uh, the Atlantic is one that's real curious. Obviously, uh, a bunch of a couple of Toronto uh, players left off. Uh, you know, being you know, Marner um, and Riley. Um, the one I guess that's yeah kind of surprising is the fact that Marner's left off. Now, obviously, Matthews was uh, the captain, and John Tavares is the big name, and he's also having a, a hell of a year too. And he's Marner's line mate, so I don't think uh, Marner's too uh, worried about it. But there's definitely be some people that are feeling he got uh, a little snubbed for sure. Him, Riley, um, you got uh, yeah, Point is another guy for sure. I mean. Tampa is uh, another team that has a few guys that uh, probably could have got uh, picked for that. Yeah, on defense, Hedman, he's having another great year. Vasilevsky's having a great year in, in goaltending, but obviously you can't bring everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tampa could probably just supply the <laughs> – they could supply the Atlantic, the Central. The <laughs> yeah, they probably could just fill it up. See, and that's if it was the old East, it probably would be something like that, right? Right. Yeah, it would be just a ton of these players filled from there, and then maybe that's why it's not as exciting for all these other viewers to tune in because none yeah. of their players are there, and these right? are the players they hate because they're always battling them. Exactly. So yeah. maybe you can see their point a bit. I agree. So, but yeah, you got Price and Howard, which is interesting. Yeah, well, Howard, I mean, he's having a pretty darn good year considering uh, how bad Detroit is. I mean, he's obviously not putting up a lot of wins, but his stats are really good. He's really showing that uh, he's kind of rebounding and his career isn't completely finished. That's It'll be true. interesting to see what happens with him and his next contract coming out of this year as a UFA. Because I think he's, I mean, gosh, 34, 35, something like that. Yeah. Um, so getting up there, but again, having a good year. Goalies are funny, man. How they, they are uh, funny. you know, they'll go through their dips, but it almost seems the the older they get, they get better, and then all of a sudden they fall off and are terrible because they just get injured all the time. But. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, look at Thomas, right? Back yeah. to Boston back in the day, right? The guy's like super duper old, about to fall, like just fall off the earth. Yeah, I don't know where goes. He's like, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah, yeah. And then just pieces. And out. then he tried to come back for who? What Florida or something? Yeah, he did come back from Florida, I think, for a little bit. Yeah, after his little uh, protest to not go to the White House, he kind of started yeah. all uh, a few yeah, of those things. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, goalies are uh, goalies are funny, but I mean, yeah, Price in Montreal. I was a little surprised in this one uh, again, just because the actual season that he's having isn't very good. I mean, I would say that Domi is uh, by far the actual better player in Montreal right now. Right, um, but. There's just too many. But there's too many good players on top, so yeah. they pick Price so someone can go. Kind of eventually becomes. Which sucks. Yeah. Because there's a lot of goalies playing better than Price. Well, a lot of goalies. Price has not had a good year this year, so actually. Like it's, it's fan favorite kind of thing. Big time, for sure. And I, I mean, I get why the NHL is doing that. And the Central, I mean, same thing. There's some guys left off, so guys brought on. Kane's your typical guy. I mean, yeah, he's in his eighth uh, all-star appearance here. You got to pick somebody. He's not having – he's an all-star, but he's not having an all-star year. No. Nope. Um, you know, compared to uh, some of these people. McKinnon and Ratton were obvious choices. Obvious, yeah. O'Reilly, he's – I mean, he's been pretty decent for St. Louis, but again – St. Louis is nowhere. Right. It's like a Hall and uh, New Jersey thing, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, Totally. Um, I mean, Heiskanen was one that I thought was a little uh, curious, uh, and we're going to get into uh, some of the other guys on Dallas in a, a little bit here. But um, yeah, to have him picked over uh, like guys like Ben and Sagan was, you know, was a little shocking as the rookie. And obviously Klingberg, I mean, had his injury; otherwise, he might have been that choice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was kind of a surprise to see him there. Yeah, you got Shifley and Wheeler as well from the Jets, and definitely yeah, deserves choices. So, yeah, and then it's like. Yeah, they're they're gonna have a lot of fun there. I think so. Yeah, Dubnik, Minnesota. I mean, he's been uh, kind of steady Eddie. He's had his dips, uh, you know, similar to Minnesota, who's kind of dropped off a little bit recently. But he's picked it up and steady again. Uh, I think, yeah, no problem there. And 
Rooney. Well, he just uh, steady Eddie Rooney. I mean, he gets the job done. He He's another guy that's getting, yeah. uh, f- you know, like uh, fine wine, right? Older with age. Yeah, exactly. It, it, look at uh, New York, right? Yeah, Lundqvist. He's right? coming for the Metro. Good, but, uh, so, yeah, then he had his dip uh, there for a couple of years. And then again this year, right? A bit yeah. of a renaissance year. He's, you know, keeping his team relevant yeah. uh, when they shouldn't be. So, so old guys shine some for some reason. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, it's one of those things, again, you know, like you said, a little gimmicky, but I think uh, the people that are there, the fans that are there will have a good time. The, the players that are there are going to have a good time. I mean, I still remember when uh, uh, Ryan Johansson brings out uh, the little guy and uh, skates him down in Columbus, and then Voracek grabs uh, Goudreau and yeah, skates, and him, skates down him down afterwards. Down, exactly. so. That was hilarious. <laughs> I think the players like it. It's Like I say, yeah, once they're there, I'm sure they'd rather be at the beach with their wives or girlfriends or buddies, but uh, ultimately, uh, it's still a good time. It's a chance to grow the sport, and that's what these guys are got to do. If they want to get paid, they got to help grow the sport. So yeah, it's got to like, be done. Like I've said, everything's turned into inexperience, right? So inexperience for the fans, well, that's fun. Right, throwing some comedy in there, doing right. random things, right? Something that's not, oh, we're gonna show you our skills, watch us shoot around and do that. Yeah. It's and not as fun. It's not, you know, but it's again, it's for the people that are there, right? It's not for the T V audience anymore. It's, it's for the people there. It's the exact same thing with the Winter Classic and the uh, coming up again uh, Heritage Classics. They're for the fa- fan in sp- yeah, in game experience. It's for the experience, exactly. And speaking of that, there's some crazy news that was announced by Gary Bettman for the Canadian audience. Some good news. Yes, I was uh, surprised by uh, this, but uh, pleasantly surprised. I think it's very good news. And it's even better news for anybody living in Saskatchewan. Yes. Because you get to experience a sweet hockey game outdoors, which you guys love. Yeah. Because I know you're all outdoors all the time. (laughs) Absolutely. Crazy Saskatchewan. And unfortunately, you don't have a team, but you get to watch two of the best teams this year compete. Yes, the start of the season next year, which I know it's going to be a good game because it's about, it's it's probably five games into the year, or six yeah, probably October twenty. Yeah, people so get six October, seven games into the year. They'll just be starting to get things figured out, and it's going to be two good teams. We know that it's, uh, it's going to be a great time. And yeah. don't worry about if the ice is going to melt because they're going to refrigerate that. Oh Guaranteed. yeah, so it's going to be just great fine. ice. It's going to be a blast outside, drinking those pilsners. And I'm it, sure we'll see the green. It's Saskatchewan, and it's October 27th. It could be minus 30 already by then. And, it uh, could be, but it's <laughs> not usually that cold. No, it probably won't be by then, but yeah, the, the beer will be flowing, and uh, everyone will be having a, a fantastic time there. Oh, it's going to be a great time. I'm sure there's a lot of Calgary Flame fans out there, but at the same time, the Jets are right there. So, Yeah, right? So, yeah, so Calgary had about 40,000 people at theirs. Winnipeg had uh, 33 and change thousand at theirs. Um, you know, so Regina can hold up to 40,000. Do you think they fill it? Uh, yeah, they said with expansion of the field and everything and some other seating, they can put in about 40,000 people. Wow. Um, considering that I know people that have tickets to go to the riders in the season and they live like all over Western Canada and they fly home to go to riders home games. Yeah. I can see this place getting packed and 40,000 or more. Yeah, like, this place is going to have 40,000 people in the stands. It's probably going to have 40,000 people surrounding the building. Yeah, like the bars will be packed. This is going to be Absolutely. It's great for tourism. Saskatchewan Prairie Boys know how to have a good time. There's going to be people coming in from all over, obviously coming from Calgary and from Winnipeg. Um, it's more than a reasonable drive. That time of year, the road should be good. There won't be, you know, too many snow on the road, so everyone's going to be able to get in safe. Well, exactly. It'll be, an, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome event i actually i'm really happy with the timing of uh the event that it's not yeah in that minus 30 temperature it's gonna be yeah great and it's not the end of the season where fans are gonna be a little more right on edge bumpy, game right? yeah the game matters so, a little more especially when you know you don't want to be giving up a home ice advantage yeah. which i guess i didn't hear do we know which team's given up their home ice game for that one probably yeah. none why don't we just do atlanta thrashers versus the cal or atlanta oh, sorry atlanta thrashers or the yeah. atlanta flames we'll just use those jerseys no That's one has home advantage yeah you're are they gonna uh, call this battle of the uh, original atlanta franchises? it's a heritage classic the heritage of this is both teams came from atlanta <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the true heritage classic. Yeah, that's crazy. No team gives up home because they're both home. They're both called Atlanta for the night. Please yeah. welcome your Atlanta Thrashers. Please welcome your Atlanta Flames. Flames. <laughs> well, they're both home. 
Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. I think it'd be hilarious, but I guarantee I they won't do it I just because Atlanta, the city, would be so. No, I mean, off. yeah, they definitely won't. And they're trying to promote uh, Winnipeg and, and the Calgary right now. But yeah, I didn't even think of that. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that'll be a really good game, a really good time. I think uh, a lot of people are going to enjoy that one. Uh, no doubt about that for sure. Um, and then uh, the 2020 Winter Classic also announced. Yeah, also announced with uh, Dallas and who's it again? Dallas. Dallas. They haven't announced a partner for that one yet. So they're actually, that's one of the things. Right, they're keeping that's why that, uh, Yeah, it's open. just Dallas. It's open right now. Which uh, so 2020, are... no final month or date or anything, right? Yeah, so people, uh, well, the date will be, it's the Winter Classic. So that'll be the January 1st. We just don't have a, an opponent yet for that one. So it'll probably be Vegas. If some people are talking, maybe Arizona um, or Colorado, some different teams like that. Um, or no, Colorado and L.A. are having yeah, uh, a stadium own. series yeah. uh, that year as well. So, yeah, they announced uh, three three winter games, outdoor games that year. So it'll be, uh, yeah, it should be a pretty good year with all the outdoor games. Again, uh, you know, watching them. I'll turn it on and tune into it and catch a little bit of it. I mean, obviously the Flames and the Winnipeg one, I'm definitely going to be watching that one. You're going to be going to the game. So uh, I might be joining you at that game too. We'll see. The Bench Boys will be there live, folks. You heard it here. Yeah. But again, it's because it's the in-game experience or if your team's playing in it. But like for me watching uh, Boston and Chicago play, I turned it on and watched probably a period's worth total across the whole game but it wasn't something that i was going to sit there and watch the whole game just because it was outside like i did you know for the first game 15 years ago exactly yeah. right uh obviously that was a big difference with the, the atmosphere and the excitement of it all was crazy i mean marshawn he's out there you know doing snow angels at the end of the game on yeah. the ice and it's great for them and it's an experience and it's cool but it's for the people that are there so when you're and when you're not there and watching on tv it's just not the same well for a good chunk of hockey players the pond or the outdoor rink odr is a huge chunk of their life huge right or even a parent building an arena in your backyard yeah on your deck on your deck for example right so i like, mean whatever you got to do whatever you got to do well especially in the winter countries right like canada russia i mean that's, that's what you do yeah you just put on skates you go anywhere i mean i grew up yeah on a slough right yeah um you know skating over uh bushes and everything <laughs> whatever you had to just to be able to go play some puck exactly yeah so it's uh it's yeah, kind the, of the players natural love it. way of hockey. Absolutely. Now, and you get dressed up for it. I like seeing the outfits. I mean, they were in Notre Dame. And so the guys are dressed up, you know, in the old school uh, Irish outfits. Yeah, exactly. And, it you was know, a cool atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah. Experience, right? It was a great experience. Yeah. So going to it, being there for sure, watching on TV doesn't really make a difference for me, whether it's outdoor or indoor. Right. So, and then going back to like the Winter Classic with Dallas and everything. Yeah. It should so, be a great experience. Yeah, great experience. I was surprised. And obviously, well, not I shouldn't say I was surprised. I mean, because the NHL can't control what, uh, you know, Light's comments and when or why he decided to come out with these comments or the timing. But yeah, Dallas being announced for this. But yeah, this literally coming less than a week after Light's uh, said that Ben and Sagan were fucking horseshit. <laughs> Uh, and they kind of are, but you can't say that, right? Yeah, they're you fucking horseshit. Say that. You write that is what he did. You know, said yeah. to the guy, the sports writer. I mean, I've never heard of anything like this with the, you know, like the CEO of a team coming out and criticizing its top players like this. No, and I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard a thousand different theories on this and ways it's going to affect things because it's you know we're close to the end of the week wrapping up we're kind of getting to the later end of it but um yeah i mean shocking that this guy would come out and say these types of things and obviously ben he uh was quick to uh, respond that he doesn't play for lights he plays for uh, the players in the dressing room <laughs> yeah. he was uh you could tell he was pissed off and not happy about that he took that to heart he was not happy uh, with how that came out and how that whole process went down. I wouldn't blame him. That's not how I'd like to hear if I like if you're gonna get ripped out. I want to hear one on one or face to face. I don't want to have to go home and then turn on my TV and go, "Did you hear what the coach said tonight?" And he'd be like, oh, "Absolutely." What? It's, it's just it's the same thing for me as being traded. When you get traded and you're like in the middle of practice or you're getting ready for a game, you're like stretching for a game, and the coach comes by and he's like, "Unfortunately, you can't play tonight. You've been traded." Yeah. What? Oh man, 
I mean, that stuff's got to be happening. Yeah, that's you gotta have that one on one, and who knows? Maybe they've had these conversations one on one, and something wasn't getting through. But like, it is a business again. I yeah, I don't ever want to take a tongue lashing like that from my boss in front of the rest of my employees, let alone the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean that is a tough pill to swallow and not easy to hear. Absolutely. And so far, Dallas is uh, for the most part responded, but that's even tough too because then it seems like. You know, for these guys, if they come out and respond, now are they responding because he said something or are they responding because they were in a bit of a funk and they were trying to, you know, get it out the whole time and yeah. it just happened to be now, right? Yeah. Or if you then don't perform, are you now justifying what he said and, and what it's, he said is true even it's though... It's just a big mess now. Like, right? You should just shut up. Yeah, it's not something you really want to get in with it's like when uh thornton told doug wilson uh, the gm to shut his mouth you know and just yeah. stay out of it because he yeah when uh sometimes when management gets involved in some of these things it can create some messy situations yeah and it i think it's gonna i have a feeling they don't make playoffs yeah because of this which is yeah, it would be interesting to see because they're currently in a playoff situation right now, which I find it interesting that you know, everyone was hating on uh, the Pacific Division for being so weak early on and how uh, things have turned so quickly for uh, you know teams in those divisions. I mean, Dallas is actually up on Minnesota right now, but partially Minnesota's just gone through a real rough downstretch right now. But yes. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, if they don't make the playoffs, boy, there's going to be uh, a lot of changes happening in that city. There's a lot of things. I mean, there's some interesting teams. There's, there's a lot of good stuff going on right now in the NHL. I'm really excited about where the league's at and, and the, where the league's trending. The goals are up. The points are up. Um, you know, some teams are having some incredible years. Tampa Bay, on track. They are on track for a record year of 131 points this year. As it would be seven more points than the record held by Detroit of 124. That's impressive. How many is, like, for example, Toronto going after two. Like yeah. the whole side right there is just crazy. Well, that's just it. I mean, yeah, Tampa isn't the only one. I mean, uh they're quite a bit higher, but I mean Toronto, they're going for uh one they're right now going for 121 points. So they're on track for to break uh their record from last year. Exactly. Which they already so broke a record. Yeah. So Yeah, there's some teams that are out there oh, having man, Tampa Bay, yeah. They're I see what you're saying. They're impressive. That's pretty great. And that lineup, I mean, top to bottom is deep. If they've got to find a way to get it done, though, now, because now they're about to become the team um, that Washington was of gets it done the regular season but can't get it done in the playoffs. Right. And at the same time, they're going to have a tough time signing a bunch of these players next season. So oh. they got to get it done this season. Yeah. There's going to be... I mean, and and we've talked, well, and you guys have talked on this podcast, you know, at length of some of the different RFAs that are going to be coming up next year and the contracts that some of these GMs are going to have to sign for different teams across the league. It's going to be extremely fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very interesting. But, yeah, going back back to the standings, we'll start from the Eastern just because we're talking about it. Um, we got Washington still on top there. Yes, Pittsburgh just behind them, right? So yes, which, uh, I mean, both of these uh, things are... 51, yeah, 51 points for Washington and 50 points for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Washington is just steady, Eddie. They're proving that last year, um, you know, they're still an amazing team. It's obviously team. not a fluke. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're getting it done again, which I'm a little surprised, actually. I thought there might have been a bit more of a drop-off from them. Um, I mean, I think a few people thought there might have been a drop off or a little bit of a uh, an actual hangover and a theoretical hangover yeah. for Ovi uh, after uh, all that partying, but no, none for uh, really anyone on that team. And you got Columbus holding on right there to third. Yeah, Columbus, they're doing exactly what they've been doing the last few years. I'm really curious to see if they can take another step forward in the playoffs this year. They have to. They can't have another first-round exit and never make uh, it past the first round. Oh, I they mean, can't. You can't keep happen- have that happening. But how do you do that when you're facing uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, potentially, in the first round? And the Penguins, exactly. after a really rough start, uh, a couple changes by Rutherford, which clearly, again, I mean, this guy... You would think that some other GMs might, well, and, and they are this year a little bit because there has been some trade action, but you think more GMs would pick up on the fact that you can make trades early 
and it can pay off. You don't have to wait for the trade deadline. You know, I mean, he picked up Hagland one year and, you know, for Perron. And, um, you know, he's made a few of these uh, trades in November, December, you know, changes with getting Johnston out as coach in December the one year. He's not been afraid to make changes early to get things righted and the team and I, and I really respect it and as a result yeah they've completely turned it around and yep. are fighting for a spot murray is uh playing well again he's back playing well again and this is all while malkin hasn't been playing good exactly so at least someone's been playing good. <laughs> right so if you get a few of these guys uh you know picking up and malkin picking up around with them too they're really going to be a tough team to beat for yep. sure and then you got uh you got tampa bay here with 64 points that just tells you how good they're doing yeah 10 more points, points than Toronto, and Toronto is an amazing team too. Right, and Toronto's in second, yeah, with 50, 54 points, followed by Boston in third with 50. Yeah. So, again, but there's Toronto-Boston. I'm sorry, Toronto fans, but this is not looking good right now. No, I don't think that Toronto wants to be facing Boston I, again. I uh, don't think you're going to get first. Right? Maybe you'll lose some games here and you get fourth. Like you get a wild card. Like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to do right now because it's not looking good. No, I mean all they can hope for at this point is that either Montreal or Buffalo finds a way to uh, overtake them for third spot. Because yeah, I don't think they want to be facing them. Boston seems to have their number recently. Or do you want to face them again? Face your demons, and that's the way you get out. It might come down to that. You know, so. if you're a player, I think that's at least the mentality you want to try and have and going into it. Yeah, it, and it might, it's going to, it could possibly come down to that. But as a fan of the experience over the years, I you wouldn't want to see that matchup. You're hoping no. for something else. Right. It's like Calgary and Anaheim. Yep, same thing. Right, you, you do not want to see that matchup. It doesn't matter how terrible Anaheim's playing going into the playoffs or how good the Flames are playing, you don't want to see that matchup. Yeah. And then in the first wild card, you got Buffalo. Second, you got Montreal. So you got Buffalo with 50 points. You got yeah. Montreal with 49. Both surprises. Right under, and you got the New York Islanders with 48. And then and you got the Rangers off. with 41. Yeah. So there's really, at least as of right now, only one team fighting. The other team that I could see re- kind of getting in the race is Florida. Rangers, I think, they'll be in and around there, but uh, and they'll be the better of the worst teams. But uh, I think they're going to continue to drop off. The rest of the teams just aren't very good. Florida is the only one that I see has the potential to continue trending up. I think it's safe to say Carolina, New Jersey, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Ottawa, Ottawa will not make the playoffs. No, and Ottawa, boy, sitting last right now, they got to be just Peeing cringing, like shit, yeah. right, with that first overall pick. Just cringing. I would not want to be in their shoes. Yeah, uh-huh, I agree. And then if you got the West here, so you got you know Winnipeg here with fifty-two, you got Nashville in second with uh, fifty, you got Dallas here in third with forty-six. Um, again, like we said, Winnipeg. Yeah, they're just not stopping. But again, this no. is their year. You look at their cap, you look at their stuff, right? They so have they're to, like the Tampa Bay of the West in a way. Right. So they kind of got to get it done in a way. Like, they're still going to have a good team next year. I'm not saying they're not. No, but, but there's going to be changes on these good teams, and that means other teams are going to benefit from it, and they're going to get better. Absolutely. Yep. You know? So, yeah, it's going to – which means there's going to be changes again next year. So, uh, yeah, they need to be ready for it uh, and, and find a way to get it done this year. The playoffs are going to be such a battle. It's going to be fun to watch i know we're only halfway through the season but i'm already now looking forward to the countdown of it this is the nhl man right as soon as the puck drops on the first day i just can't wait till the playoffs yeah that's what it's about right it's an 82 game march to get me to game one of the playoffs yeah yeah one because it's the battle for that beautiful cup yeah two because it's almost spring yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. sunshine yeah sunshine and patio you get the flames calgary flames in first in the west now obviously they've played uh you know more games than winnipeg right now but as of right now they are first in the west so kudos to them yeah it's been a long time exactly in the pacific you got calgary here with 54 you got vegas with 52 in second you got san jose in third with 51 um vegas at the start of the year would not expect them to be where they are no, I, especially after the start they had. I mean, I think there was a few people, myself included, that were kind of like, okay, so yeah, last year was a fluke. And then now they're proving yeah, me wrong Maybe again. it wasn't and a fluke. No. Slow start of the season, a lot of her players are getting more, more yeah. players back. And yeah, they're getting stronger and stronger. Team. So 
Will they overtake the Flames, and can they make a push for top of the West? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tightening up. Uh, the Flames have kind of, I mean, they're still playing really well, but they've come back a little bit. San Jose's gone an absolute tear, and Vegas has just been really good for a while now. Um, they've just kind of steadily been going about their business, getting points when they need to. They haven't gone on any crazy, crazy Tears, streaks, yep. but they haven't really gone on any losing you know, streaks either. So they're just uh, right in there. And then uh, it's a bit of a, a mix-up here after that with uh, Colorado and Anaheim at 46 and 45 points. Yeah, first and second in the wild card. But Vancouver, like I've said all year, is sitting there in third with 44. They're just they're sitting right there. It's a I mean, this one is one of the more mind-boggling ones. I did not expect this, especially this late in the season. When they were up there and early in the season, it's like, okay, fine, everyone's figuring it out. They're on a bit of a hot streak, whatever. And then yeah, they went back to earth. But the fact that they've now picked back up again and are fighting and are within it. I mean, they played a few more games in hand, but it's pretty incredible actually. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, that Pedersen kid, man, he is something else right now for Vancouver. He's got a lot of people excited over there. Half these uh, wins from Vancouver in this year are because of Pedersen. Yeah, oh, he's, I mean, like whether or not he wins, wins MVP, he is their MVP. Absolutely. Like, there's a bunch of people on their team that are definitely helping out, but he is leading that team right now. Yeah. Um, and it's in very, like, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, And then cool. right behind Vancouver, though, you got Minnesota with 41. And this hurts for uh, a lot of people up north in Alberta to hear, but Edmonton is uh, at 41 points as well. Country's yeah. a 54, Edmonton's a 4 to 1. I, it's not looking good, Oilers fans. Yeah, Edmonton. The Hitchcock kinda... train looked really good for the first 10 games, I'll have to admit. Yep. But, but now it's back to reality. It's what back you've to reality. The, you might have started partying again. I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, but... teams figured out their system again. They're like, okay, this is what these guys are doing. And then you realize this, a lot of these guys just aren't that good. It's true. You know, it doesn't matter what system you put them in. That when once other guys figure out that system and how to play against it, that they're better than the guys you have on your team. Yeah, exactly. And so they've obviously made some ch- trades. You know, Chiarelli is fighting and scrambling to do anything for his job, bringing in Manning, who uh, busted up McDavid's uh, collarbone. Yeah. Even exactly. just to... Like, how weird of a trade was that? Yeah, I mean, obviously McDavid's not a big deal, and I'm sure it isn't, right? Players understand it's a business, they're going about their thing, but, I mean, McDavid did at one point say that Manning intentionally tried yeah, to hurt him. that's and... why I'm... I remember way back in the days, like, he intentionally tried to do it. I, I was, like, I'm pissed about it. Right, and then this happens, so it's yeah. And I mean, I guess Chiarelli did ask for his blessing, but uh, I was curious. Yeah, it's and well, does he say yes because he doesn't care because he's leaving in a few years? I right. don't care. Ruin this team more. Yeah, I'm leaving anyway. Um, anyway, and then right below Edmonton, you got Chicago with 37, you got St. Louis with 36, you got Arizona with 36, and you got Los Angeles with 35. Safe to say, none of those four teams are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure. Um, very surprising and upsetting for St. Louis, though. Chicago, Arizona, yeah, LA, Los Angeles. Well, Los Angeles is still a little bit surprising, but St. Louis is probably the biggest one here that should be closer to playoffs. Yeah, St. Louis, and I mean L.A. I mean, I didn't expect. I didn't know if they were going to be. I'm. I, they were fighting for maybe a wild card. I would have thought. I but I didn't expect this. Same with St. Louis at all. Um, this is. Yeah, pretty shocking, actually. And, I mean, St. Louis haven't played as many games, and I'm sure by the end of the season they'll be a little bit closer and a little bit more competitive. But um, overall, yeah, the uh, definitely a disappointment. But I'm excited for this weekend, though. There's, uh, in looking at these standings, there's going to be some crucial uh, divisional matchups this weekend, actually. Yeah, you know what? Uh, there's going to be some really good matches up this weekend. We've got Buffalo um, and Boston fighting for that third spot that we just talked about yeah and hopefully for toronto's sake buffalo wins right yeah because i think buffalo do you cheer for that how do you do sweet that would be a good series too right eichel matthews yeah i think that would be a lot of fun as well i think back in the day when there was canada u.s game for the final boston banned canadian fans or something or said canadian fans can't come right because it was on home soil right so it could be a really cool matchup and yeah, the, it's fun to watch. Yeah, a little extra It'll flair be to it. Better to watch than a Toronto Boston series, just because. Yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you're a Toronto fan, I, I mean, I, I would love to see another Toronto Boston series too. I mean, just if nothing, so you can watch the misery of another Toronto fans uh, <laughs> when they get poor Tyler when uh, his team loses yet again in Game Seven or something would be pretty comical. Uh, I still can't <laughs> believe that when that happened. I was watching that, just unbelievable. You just everyone thought it was going to happen, right? And just the crumble. Yeah. You got on Sunday, Edmonton's going to try and fight their way back into uh, respectability against Anaheim. Another divisional matchup, so that'll be another uh, big one there. You got Dallas and Winnipeg, another divisional matchup. And uh, not a divisional matchup, but some top teams that I think will be a really fast-paced, exciting game is Tampa versus San Jose on Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be a really fast game. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, so I think uh, it should be a pretty good weekend, actually. Um, you know, nothing uh, too crazy fireworks, but I think, yeah, some good divisional matchups that, you know, some points that are actually going to matter on the line, especially that Buffalo-Boston game. That one, uh, I think, is really going to matter. Boston's kind of starting to pour it on here a little bit again. Buffalo's been plateauing a little bit. they got to kind of respond and show that uh, they, you know, that early season run they had wasn't just uh, a fluke either. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, a lot of fun things in the weekend coming up. And uh, definitely pay attention because some of these games mean something for sure. And uh, just the last thing, which we should probably uh, open with, is what's going on in the World Juniors and what happened with Canada. Yeah. On home soil, losing with, what, a minute left in that game, getting it tied and then losing in overtime. Oh, boy. That one was a tough one. I mean, the pressure that these poor kids are under is unbelievable especially on home ice yeah and the crap that's already come out from it i mean i feel bad for some of these guys but that's a tough one i mean quarterfinals to be bumped out second time in 20 some years that it hurts i mean calm toy kid i mean he's taking heat for not scoring on the penalty shot and but bottom line, I mean, the whole team, just the offense wasn't there when they needed it most. It didn't, you know, they weren't really producing the last couple of games. I mean, they obviously had that huge 14-goal uh, opening game, and it just kind of went down from there um, as far as uh, the goal scoring. And as games got tighter, they just didn't really rise to the occasion this year. It's kind of proof, too, you know, some of these other countries are stepping it up. I mean, Switzerland takes out Sweden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very shocking. Right. So, Same I mean, thing is this. to have, you know, two pretty big powerhouse teams out this early. Finland was out early last year. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was that upset them. So, there's, uh, you know, there's some, the overall world development of hockey has significantly improved and caught up to Canada. Canada is no longer a powerhouse in that way. And I mean, I still think that we are pumping out overall the best players in the NHL and, and, you know, we still have um, the majority of the better players, but I I think you're going to start seeing more and more of this type of trend, not just at the junior levels, but uh, at other levels too, where, there's just more diversity, more other teams winning. I mean, it's even the World Cup team in it's Europe. It's already happening. You know, yeah. right? Uh, goes and makes it to the final. I mean, it's just kind of, there's a lot of really good players out there. Yeah. So, yeah, that it really, really shocking, uh, though, to see him out. I mean, it's, if for no other reason, then it just, it feels weird. <laughs> it does feel weird. You know, like, it's... you're just so used to having them there that it just, because the tournament, it feels like the tournament's over now, but it's not. It's exactly. But it feels like it is. It's like, but the tournament isn't supposed to be over January third. Like there's still a few more days. It's supposed to go for a little bit longer. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's kind of like, am I gonna keep watching? I mean, I am. A few of the games. I mean, the, yeah. I want to see these young kids. Some of these guys are incredible, but it uh, it definitely takes a little bit of the excitement away when the Canadian teams are out for sure. Well, tomorrow you got Denmark, Kazakhstan. So who's your pick on that? <laughs> Denmark, Kazakhstan. Wow, Denmark? I don't know. Yeah, so that's, that's a, the first game. Denmark, are they, what are they competing for? Obviously, yeah, the quarterfinals? Wow. Uh, or is that a, like some sort of relegation? Yeah, like, relegation. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, that can't be for... So that's not for any semis or anything. But that game's tomorrow for relegation. Wow, uh, Denmark, the first Kazakhstan. Game, so. I'll go with Denmark on that one. I probably will go with Denmark, too. I'm going to go 5-2 Denmark. 5-2 Denmark, okay. And oh, then yeah. your first semifinal at 1 p.m. Um, 
Pacific, so I guess noon here in Alberta. Right. For all you hockey Flames fans and not Oilers fans. Two here. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Two. <laughs> uh, you got Russia, United States. Yeah, Russia's looked pretty good. They've uh... Russia looks good. The U.S. has lost, so... My pick is Russia. Yeah, I'm thinking Russia on that one too. But I think um, it'll be like five four. Yeah, then I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a really good game. I mean, Hughes, the U.S. has got a good team too. But um, the U.S. Yeah. came back in what five minutes in that game? Yeah, that was incredible. But uh, I uh, I think Russia's gonna uh, I think Russia's gonna take that one. Me too. And then uh, five o'clock or six o'clock. <laughs> it's going six. You got Finland and Sweet Switzerland. Finland and um, Switzerland. I mean, Finland should take that one. I agree. Finland should take that one too. But again, you never know. You Switzerland never know out of happen. nowhere, right? These guys are pesky. There's pesky Swiss. They There's just, always that one team right? that comes in there just with. Yeah, when it comes to hockey, they're not so neutral. They yeah like to mess uh, shit up and just kind of yeah bugger up people's plans. Yeah, exactly. The one team that comes in there every year that just wants to prove everyone wrong and be like, "Hey, we're the boys." We're doing. yeah, right. Like we're only ever going to score two goals, but we're going to stop eighty shots today and find a way to win. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's everything we got to talk about this week on the Bench Boys episode. Um, I'd like to thank Tyrell for coming out and hey, thanks for having boys. me. That was great. Um, first time ever we did two people, so hopefully it's some good content to listen to. Yeah, probably a little quieter, but sorry. <laughs> a little bit quieter. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's bench underscore boys with a Z, um, cause we're cool. Um, again, we're on Facebook with uh, bench boys hockey podcast. We're on iTunes bench boys hockey podcast and, uh, let us know how you like it or anything you want to hear or something changed. Uh, just shoot us a comment or message, anything. Uh, we'll get back to you. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Cheers.